And now, it's time for the Dad Bod Rap Pod with your hosts, Damone Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Dad Bod Rap Pod, we are back. Cold chilling on Labor Day uh, 2021. Hyro Day here in the Bay Area, as it is observed. Um, and, you know, feeling feeling better than usual, guys. I don't know about y'all, but not having to go to work before you podcast just kind of puts me, you know, in a, in a little bit better mood than I usually am. Uh, Nate, is that is that true for you? You have a hat on, which signals to me. <laughs> I did not shower. <laughs> right, right. You have a very... A very mellow vibe today. How's it yeah, going for I, you, man? Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, ch- chill AF, as uh, the kids <laughs> probably don't say anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I basically did literally nothing today. I uh, watched baseball, ate lunch, I read my stupid phone all day. Like, yeah, I just, like, I basically did nothing until I opened the computer, bought a Arm & Hammer record, and came and talked hey. to you guys. It's a banner day. There yeah. it is. Big day. Also, we always have uh, David Ma here. He is at work, so he's bringing a regular Monday level of angst <laughs> uh, to the program. How's it going? Hey, uh, good to be here with you guys. Not good to be here at the work desk, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm enjoying you guys rubbing in my face <laughs> about doing nothing all day. What, what else didn't you guys do today? <laughs> <laughs> listening to uh, Aesop Rock Labor Days. Right. No, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> right. Uh, shout out to Labor Day. I think a lot of people, I and I do this too, confuse it with Memorial Day. Um, Labor Day is the reason is celebrating unions and the reason we have fucking weekends and 40 hour work weeks. Right. So um, I want to I want to big that up here on this program. Shouldn't it uh, be on in May? It should be on May first, like the rest It should be of the world, on. Right? It should be on May first, but we are a communist hating country, so we cannot. Uh, the labor movement in May first would be taboo here. But uh, I just I love to bring that up on Labor Day. If you enjoy weekends, thank a union. Uh, yeah, but we're here. We have a, a dope show lined up for you guys. We have a good interview with Blue, an artist that we've uh, we've had on before with uh, Exile, but we got a chance to talk to him by himself. So we are going to run that in just a little bit. But I wanted to uh, check in with y'all. And, and I think I know the answer to this question, but just indulge me here. Did either of you listen to uh, Donda or Certified Lover Boy? I did not listen to the Drake and I listened to a couple tracks up of Donda. Um, I think what what what's most interesting that emerged emerged through the whole thing is fucking Andre's verse. Did you guys listen to that? Oh, I didn't Amazing. hear it. I didn't catch it. No. He, he does this brilliant like 32 bar verse about his mom and it's so like comforting and deep and like um, just uh, like he lays it bare and then Kanye like wedges it into a weird rap beef song. So weird. Yeah, it's such so it's, it's such garbage. But um yeah, I listened to a couple Donda tracks. Really, not my thing. And yeah. um, but I'm kind of curious about the Drake because I know that you're a Drake fan, and um, I've been hearing the I'm I've too been sexy known to Drake mix everywhere that everybody's yeah. playing. Every DJ is playing the I'm Too Sexy Right Said Fred thing. Why? Which is absolutely worst Why? song on the album. The absolute worst song. Why? I I don't know. Uh, that's one of those songs that when it started, I knew four bars in it was just going to be a bad time. 
Like you get, I heard the right said Fred sample, and I'm like, I know where this is going, and this is all to the bad. Um, there is a an internet. I'm not going to call it a conspiracy, but a line of thought saying that the intro track to Certified Lover Boy, which is called Champagne Poetry, I believe, is uh, is Drake doing his best uh, Rock Marcy impression, what? which I thought was very. I really like the song. I okay. personally don't hear it as much. People are like, "Oh, this is a straight knockoff," and I'm like, "I'm sure he does listen to Rock Marcy though. Um, he's played Makami on IG Drake, yeah." He's he's a a fan and a student, but uh, I would say I'd listen to both. Um, Donda's Donda's tedious. It is incredibly. It's hard to get through. It's interesting. uh, It's both over and underproduced. I liked um, I liked hearing fucking the Griselda cats with some drums, but (laughs) but those were like their weakest verses ever. I I don't really get it. I feel like there was a juxtaposition there, and maybe I need to re-listen. What were your guys' thoughts? Did you you haven't checked out anything, Nate? Yeah, I'm sitting this one out. Nate's waiting for the wax. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it'll be a six LP set for Donda. The Donda four Uh, four album vinyl. Yeah, I just like I know it's bad podcasting, but I just I'm not interested in either album in any way. Like I find the discourse to be like just a clog of the timeline i get yeah. why everyone is like feels like they have to but i just i don't feel like i have to i'm like freeing no, no, myself from yeah, no, yeah. no you don't you don't have to interact with these records i know yeah. i'm not gonna like if you guys gave me homework i would do my homework I totally homework. totally I'm, I, not, I, I'm not sure i'm ready to yeah. assign yeah uh either one of those i'll say this listen to champagne poetry um it's it's the intro track to uh certified lover boy drake does this thing on pretty much every album where he starts the album by being like I know how to rap. Mm. And now we're going to do a bunch of like, you know, other types of songs. But he always starts with kind of a that late that late stage Jay-Z. I'm rapping over soul beats thing yeah. to show you that I can rap. So it's it's interesting. Um, I can't recommend it as a whole ass album for 40 plus year old people. So you drink Marcy, yeah. huh? That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's very, very, uh, very interesting. Decent track with Lil Wayne. I think Lil Wayne as we look at our year end, he might have the best handful of features. If oh, you look at what he did on uh, totally. Tyler's record, what he did 100. on West Side Guns record. Now there's um, a record we could talk about. We, we mm-hmm. all listen to that. We I have it. We've only talked about it in the, the group chat. That, that record's so good. It's so good. I also think it like stands out because there's been enough time in between. You You've know, had, you like, got a rest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with all those Griselda guys, but especially, I mean, when when uh, West Side Gun was just doing a fucking mixtape like every other Saturday. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, you know? give us a break. But, um, oh, I, I do think it's an excellent record and it's definitely going to be in the conversations as we think about uh, the top albums of the year. I love anytime West Side Gun is rapping. I don't love when he's not rapping. I don't love his like little weird monologues. And the things, but he kind of keeps that to a minimum on this record. That yeah. is one of my main criticisms of West Side Gun. I'm like, dude, just stop dooting and like, <laughs> you know, his Jerry Lewis kind of screaming he does. Dude, just rap. And I think on here, uh, he, he raps great. Once again, uh, Stove God um, is teed up for some amazing. Stove God is dope. Man. Yeah, he's teed up for some amazing features. And so, um, yeah, definitely super excited about uh, this End of year. I know it's only September, but I'm already thinking of this end of year horse race 
uh, for album of the year is going to be very, very interesting. Stacked. Uh, Nate and I were just sort of like talking about some of the releases, just, you know, sort of offhand. And I was like, damn, okay, I got some homework to do because like there's so much good shit. What's what's an album, uh, Nate, that you haven't gotten to, but you want to? You feel like I oh. I need to I need to peep this. Oh, there's a bunch. Um, I feel like I'm really behind, actually. Um, gosh, what I'm mean, probably uh, I will end up listening to the big the big major uh, records of you know Kanye and Drake. But there's there's a couple things in our lane where I'm just like, oh, I I haven't listened to that yet. I really, you know, what album I want to listen to? Uh, the Bug has this new album called. I, I heard about and this. Everybody's yeah. like. This album is amazing. So okay. I, I, that's kind of a little bit outside of the show's range, but something a lot of people in my musical world are talking about. And it's like, it got very well reviewed and it's just supposed to be really hard, really dark electronic music. I really want to check that out. Dope. How about you, Dave? Is there any kind of a, on your list of to-do homework albums that you need to check out? Um, well, it's not so much that I need to check out, but uh, uh, Navy Blues album, uh, which I did check out um due to nate's uh, recommendation yes. um but yeah, it, it, it's dense and he's so smart and just off of one list and i do sort of agree that it's probably his best work um but i need to go back and unpack it a little bit more so um i'm looking forward to going back to that for sure he's, he's having a hell of a year yeah for yeah i think uh what's what's the new yeah, record man. called uh navy's reprise I, I like this record. I mean, I've, I've liked his stuff previously. Um, he does the thing that I like uh, that Pink Sifu was doing for a while, which is um, which is just like rapping, rapping over uh, beats that like rappers like. These would be <laughs> these. Are, it's, it's a very heady. It's like cyphery kind of head nod music. Um, and I think mm-hmm. on Navy's reprise, he's very clear and focused um, and present. And like it, it, it really hit and i did off off of nate's recommendation i checked that out i kind of proposed that thought to the twitter timeline and like the eight people who cared were like nope this is the throwaways from songs of sage so it's which i which i like possible for that to be the case it's like the people who like untitled unmastered better than right butterfly you know what i mean which is actually i think a a defensible position in some ways it's like you don't want themes and social commentary you just want rapping it's kind of the opposite i found songs of sage to be kind of like spiritual focused in a way that was Mm -hmm. i was like ah i need to i need to think about this and i do want to go back to it now that i've had it settle and i kind of get his deal more but yeah it's uh it was it was interesting hearing that like that was not a common opinion i know i know i saw that i was like oh i, yeah. I guess not i think songs of sage it's it's heavy it's like it's it adds it's asked more of you navy's reprise is like do you like rap do you like <laughs> beats do you like you know so you know we're uh we're big fans of rap obviously uh and we've got some work to do as we head to the uh final quarter of the year and all the dope releases that are coming out stay tuned to this program we are going to have some heated debate uh, pretty soon about the album of the year. So with that, let's uh, kick over to our interview with um, one of the you know sharpest rappers in the game, really. Very insightful interview with this as well. This is our conversation with not Navy Blue, but Blue right here, Dead by Rap Pod. Mike, please. 
Dad Bod Rap Pod. Every week we talk to people who are moving and shaping hip hop culture. This week is no different. Joining us in Zoom, we have the pleasure to be speaking with Blue. What's happening, man? Yeah, chin chilling. How's it going? Uh, doing all right. I really appreciate you coming on the program. Um, wanted to kind of go back back to the start of your career. You kind of had an incredible buzz as a as a young as a young person uh, growing <laughs> up in hip hop. And uh, I read that at one point you were very close to signing with Death Row Records. Is that true? And if so, yeah. can you kind of take us into what that? Shook picking you up at the at the corner store like what was that like <laughs> no nah, it wasn't that deep but um what's it called uh when i was 19 my cousin actually engineered for death row so my mm. cousin was like yo he was the link he was like yo if you want to meet suge you know what i'm saying and suge at the time had just got out of jail and did the uh double xl cover with crooked eye uh, corrupt and left eye in Eastwood. Okay. okay. And, uh, and I read the article, I remember reading the article and they was like, yeah, we're looking for lyricists. So when my cousin mentioned this, it was like a surprise to me. I was like, why are you, you working for death row, bro? For real? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh man, yeah. Hook it up. See what's good. So, um, so we rode down there to meet Suge, man. And, uh, you know, it was pretty dope. We, was in a, we, was in a, we actually ended up waiting all day for him. You know what really? I mean? Yeah, he got there at night. We, were, we got there at like 12 in the afternoon. He got there at like 10 at night. <laughs> oh, to the studio? <laughs> to the studio? Y'all was waiting studio. at the studio? Yeah, okay. we were waiting at the studio. I met like Danny Boy. I was chilling with the engineer. He was going over uh, like posthumous Tupac recordings. Okay. They were like mixing all those down. And uh, we were just in there chilling, just waiting the whole time. They, they actually had us pass out death row waters at the Laker parade. <laughs> All the Lakers <laughs> had just won the chip? The Lakers then, just yeah, won okay. the chip, yeah. Okay. And they okay. were like, yo, you guys uh, you guys down to pass out some waters. It was like, uh, okay. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so we passed out some waters. Um, but uh, later on, Suge got there. And Suge was like, yo, uh, finally asked me to rap. Mm -hmm. And I had I was loaded. I kicked fifty bars, sixty-four bars, and then a hundred bar rap. Wow. Yeah, and this was like in a circle full of like ten bloods, like waiting yeah. on me to slip. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and what was his reaction? Um, he was like, "Yo, you're dope, man." And uh, he took me into his office. He was like, "What are you looking for?" And I said, "I'm. Um, I would like to get a house and a car." You know what I mean? And okay. He was like, "He's like, that sounds doable, man." You know what I mean? We'll be in touch. And I was like, all right, cool. But then I got back to the crib and the homies were like, nah, man, you can't, you can't fucking sign with uh, Death Row, bro, because we're fucking with RBX right now and that food is not fucking with Death Row no more. You know what I mean? Ooh. He's like, RBX personally told me I shouldn't fuck with them. You know what I mean? Okay. Just okay. from like a business perspective, you know what I mean? Just uh, he, was, he was just looking out for me as a young MC, you know what I mean? Oh, man. That's that's incredible. Thanks. Thanks so much for sharing that story. Um, what, what do you think if you could just imagine an alternate history of blue? What happens if you <laughs> if you sign to death row? Can Change you just your name to red? Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> uh, what do you think would have happened? Like, what? I don't know. I don't know what would have happened, man. That's that's a crazy question, man. You know what I mean? Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I think I would have more songs or songs with corrupt and crooked eye. You know what I mean? Okay. For sure. So I have some. I have my bars would be out there spitting for sure. But yeah, uh, we man. just talked to another MC who um, was kind of like an underground cat and got um, kind of an audience with Dre. And I, I find it so interesting that these legacy labels get to a point where they they're like, oh, now we want to do some real shit and like yeah. to branch out to diversify their portfolio, essentially. Right. But it doesn't right. seem to work out that well for the no. the lyricist. Like it's the, the it seems like things get shelved or they don't actually fit because that's not that's not the the, the, the approach. Not them you know? being, yeah. Genuine. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. It's, it's an interesting conundrum. Um, I'd love to ask you a question about um, just like the prolific nature of your writing and releasing projects. Like it really feels like you're always working on something. You're always putting something out. I guess the way to phrase it as a question is like, do you have a lot of unreleased material or are we kind of hearing things, particularly on your band camp and your kind of solo release stuff, like as they're done, or can you give us a, a, peek into the vault if, if such a thing exists yeah, i'm i'm actually sitting on five albums right now unreleased wow. albums you know what i mean that i'm looking to get picked up um one of them is will be dropping soon and then uh i'm sitting on actually six and one is dropping so i don't really count that one but right. uh but yeah i'm sitting on five unreleased records right now man you that's, know what I that's mean? incredible um, i usually sit on like two two or three Okay. You know what I mean? Two, maybe two, three max, you know what I mean? But uh, due to the pandemic, man, I've just been busy, you know, just been stacking music. Yeah. So again, sorry if this is a weird question, but I'm, I'm trying to get it like what that feels like and how you how you go about your day to day life to produce so much work of such high quality. Right. Like, do you Thank think you. in rhyme? <laughs> no, I do write rhymes in my sleep. Sometimes I wake up out of a dream and I'll just have like four bars written. And I have to just get up and go to my computer and, you know, type it up real quick. Yeah. You know um, I mean? Kind of following that, that same line of logic. I also asked Merce this question and I feel like you guys have a similar um, just relationship with music and maybe I'm wrong, but it, it seems similar to me anyway. Uh, That's what's up. Does rhyme, is rapping effortless for you? No. It's, it is it is difficult. It gets more difficult the older I get. You know what I mean? When I was young, it was more fluid. I would mm. participate in it a lot more. I would be ciphering as much as possible. You know what I mean? Freestyling as much as possible. And, you know, the older I get, the the um, your interests differ. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. You just have to start getting, you know, a little more mature. You know what I mean? Focusing on your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, def definitely. Uh Sort of like, how do you, how do you stay sharp or in tune? Like you have your own uh, sound and approach that you've developed over the years. How much are you like keeping your ear to what else is happening in rap? And, and does that influence you at all? Uh, I would say listening to music does influence me, but I'm a, I listen to a lot of 80s and 90s rap. You know what I mean? Even, even now. Like, I just listened to a lot of 80s and 90s hip-hop. Um, there are a lot of dope new artists out, you know what I mean? A lot of a lot of dope stuff coming out. But uh, I just, I like the way those older MCs influence the game. You know what mm. I mean? I like their approach more. 
you know, so I, I tend to follow them, you know. Who are, give us a couple of the, uh, of your most listened to kind of like, who are you peeping right now? If we were to dig in your phone right now, what are the, the eighties, nineties cats that you're, you're bumping these days? Ironically, what I'm banging a lot of is PE, bro. I've been banging mm. a lot of PE cause I, I slept on PE. I was a big BDP fan. Okay. I was a big like ice cube and WA fan, but um, I slept on PE. I would listen to them and I wouldn't, it wouldn't like soak. It wouldn't sit with me. You know what I mean? It would be like, okay, this is dope. And then I'll just go into the next tape. You know what I mean? But uh, recently, man, Chuck D's flow has been knocking me out, bro. Like, I'm like, damn, just going through the albums, banging my favorite cuts. And uh, Chuck D is the man right now, man, in my book. Yeah, it's pretty much the best shit ever. <laughs> it's incredible yeah, what they accomplished on the first three, especially. Oh, man. Serious. Um, you have a, a kind of series of work that you've done that where it's a one MC, one producer project. And I'm wondering, like, I guess, like, what, what do you learn when you do those things with all these different cats? Like, do you, are you able in the internet age to sit with them and work in person? And like, I guess, like, what's the, what's the, what's the workflow like? And what, what have you taken away from some of these different um, collaborations with like, you know, like a Tarach or a, Adamu the Fudge Monk, like some of these other kind of uh, albums that are off to the side? Um, usually my aim is to put out a consistent record. I like my album to sound consistent, you know, and, and some of my favorite albums are produced by one producer. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So I tend to like, you know, try to mimic that, you know? Even like, uh, to me, it's like even how jazz musicians will flip up their, or a jazz player will flip up his musicians, you know yeah. what I mean? As he goes on, he'll keep like a, a core band, but, you know, he may change out, you know, a couple players or he may change out the whole band, you know what I mean, for a record, you know? And uh, I just follow those veins, you know what I mean, of music, try to keep a consistent project going. Definitely. But um, you learn from all, all of the, I learned from all the producers I work with, especially when I first started um, to rock mainframe and exile um, would teach me the MP and teach me how to make beats. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So from there, I actually started producing some of my own songs and stuff and I would put those out for a while. And uh, yeah, I I eventually stopped producing, but I, I do learn from all the producers I work with. You know what I mean? Who's a, who's a producer that you've yet to work with that you want to? Oh, man. Off top, DJ Premier, bro. Mm, that would be hot. DJ Premier yeah. is the illest of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I heard that. That'll be a trophy right there. Okay. Uh, you, you mentioned having a bunch of stuff in the vault. What is your approach to... Uh, to like the relevance of music? Do you ever get concerned that if you've been sitting on something for a couple years um, that it, it, it won't, it won't be fresh per se. I know some artists sit on it and then they get tired of it. Yeah. Like what's your, how do you, how do you keep yourself pushing out these things, even though they're not your newest work all the time? Well, I'll put it like this. I, I would have seven unreleased albums, but two of those albums were, were shelving indefinitely. So oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Two of those albums were just like, you know, uh, we could do better. You know what I mean? So we're just going to shelve those, but f- I have five other ones that I'm really planning on releasing. 
dope. Um, I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about your different approach of like what you use, choose to put on Bandcamp kind of directly to the fans and what you like, you kind of mentioned earlier, you were looking to shop some of the uh -huh. records. Are you always looking for like the right business situation for each thing or some of them made specifically just to be kind of thrown online and see if people relate to it? Or can you talk to us a little bit about your thinking uh, of how you approach that? I started off just putting music on MySpace. You know, hey. so I would put out projects like her favorite color came out on MySpace first. I had a project called Open, and uh, during and and it just I started putting them out on vinyl. You know, I, I got distribution deals to put those records out. So I, I like to keep it in a vein. I like to keep all my releases on vinyl. You know what I mean? All my uh, definitive albums have been, have come out on vinyl. You know, um, I put out a record called Golly Barnes. I put on Bandcamp because the files for that project actually corrupted. So I couldn't mix the project. I couldn't oh. like restore the project or even find the clean audio, you know, because Damn. I lost the hard, the hard drive for it corrupted. So, um, so, uh, so that's a Bandcamp project. But uh, other than that, just my mixtapes, I keep on Bandcamp and everything else I put on vinyl or uh, or digital platforms. You know what I mean? Right on. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. So you mentioned doing a bunch of work during the pandemic and kind of stacking up tracks. Have you hit the road at all? No, no, I'm scared, bro. Really? Yeah, really? I'm frightened. So <laughs> so so is that not in the works i know you have a new record coming up are you just kind of like taking a pause on on that type of interaction right now um i'm hoping that things look better you know what i mean as far as how the pandemic is panning out you know and hopefully uh by next year you know what i mean i will be back on the road you know what i mean but as far as right now i'm trying to avoid shows at least this year just for a while you know what i mean just to let yeah. the air clear <laughs> like literally yeah. <laughs> the air clear i feel you yeah we, we have tickets for something in september and i'm kind of looking at the numbers and looking <laughs> uh, i know they're gonna require vaccination and require or negative tests and stuff and i still don't know if i want to be in a room with hundreds of people screaming uh, you know yeah yeah it's, uh, it's a tough, <laughs> tough situation right now tough probably times. a little different for the the performer but let's uh let's switch it up a little bit let's talk about your new record the narrative with Knots and Mickey Fax. Um, yes, how did this yes. one come together? Uh, me and Mickey Fax, we were on tour about two, two or three years ago. And um, we just developed a friendship, man. And then um, through that, Mickey had hit me. He was like, yo, what's up with doing a record, you know? And uh, I was like, I'm down, you know, let's do it. And we were looking for the right producer. And we both have projects with Knots. So we decided to roll with Knotts and, and, you know, we had to ask him first, you know, see if he was down, definitely. And uh, uh, once he said he was down, man, we were just like, we just knocked out the project and like, um, we did our part in about a month's time. And, uh, and the features took a while, but other than that, you know, the project came along pretty quickly. Yep. Is there a theme or a, like a, a narrative? A narrative? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <right>. sorry. <laughs> uh, it's just us telling our story, really. You know, 
that's why we called it the narrative. It's just us getting together, telling our story, our side of the table. You know what I mean? That's dope. That's dope. So, uh, so you probably won't be touring this record. Did did you consider like holding on to some of this stuff until you could tour? We would like to tour this record. I mean, like next year will be a okay. good, you know, that'll be a good record to pick up for tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what was the, I'm sorry, what was the question? No, I was saying, do, had, has that come into your, your mind state of like, should I hold on to this until... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes, but uh, like um, for the Miles album, we actually, we pressed it up and everything and it, we sat on it for six months after it was pressed because we were waiting on the right time to release it, yeah. you know, for like a release date party and all kind of stuff we were planning for. But we just couldn't, you know, the pandemic, you know what I mean, just took over, you know, so we just have to wait it out. And then eventually we got tired of waiting it out, waiting out, waiting it out. So we just dropped the record, man. You know, midsummer, we were like, you know, we think the people are going to need this and Mm -hmm. let's drop it, man. Mm -hmm. Let's just, you know, give it to them. Let's not like, you know, hold this any longer, really. And we're, we're definitely thankful, uh, that you dropped that was a an amazing record do you ever feel kind of like the pressure to top a record that was a really good album and it's it's actually a good and long album do you yeah do you think does that <laughs> enter you. your mind state as you kind of go to the next one like oh man i gotta i gotta top myself um it's it's easier for me because i always try to do something different you know i don't i don't like to repeat myself i don't i try not to to put out the same record twice. You know what I mean? Um, I do I do try to keep it blue in a sense, you know what I mean? You know, make it feel like it's coming from home base. But other than that, you know, yeah, man. Yeah. Do you listen to your own music? I do, I do. I go back and listen to it. Um, when I was younger, I listened to it more. I don't know, I may listen to it more now I don't know. I yeah. do, do you enjoy it, it though? Yeah, that is, okay. it's waves of it. You know, sometimes I'll be like, okay, I could have did this better. I could have done that better. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just have a great listen and you're like, man, that was wonderful. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, part of the reason I asked is uh, Damone was asking about you topping yourself. I was wondering if because you got your start so young and you have so many different albums, like do you do you hear a different person? Like if you go back and listen to oh, some of your yeah. earliest work, are you just like, well, what was I thinking? <laughs> I try to check for that because I feel like a different person in a sense. You know what I mean? So I do listen back and 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 see if I'm keeping it consistent as an artist. You know what I mean? Try to keep my bars up, you know, try to keep my hunger level there, you know, my my beat selection. And how, yep. how do you stay hungry at this point? You're, you're 10 plus years in the game. You've, you've worked with so many great artists. You've been a part of so many great projects. What, what gives you, what continues to give you an edge? I'm actually looking for an edge right now. Mm. Like, um, I think it's because I'm sitting on so much and I put so much out or I did so much like productivity in the last few years that I'm like, I don't know where my next source of inspiration is going to come from really. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, it always comes, it always hits me from some angle and I put it down, you know what I mean? So I'm just waiting on it to come back. Are, are you going to sing? No, 
No. <laughs> no. The true Exile's been asking me to do a singing album for I don't know how long, but I'm Did we just we just talked to Dudley Perkins. Uh oh, okay. About about how uh Egon kind of tricked him into doing the singing what? album, and it was a big record. Yeah. Saying, I was there. Hell no. Did those just uh I think that first record just hit digital platforms, right? Because I just yeah. I was looking for yeah. it for a while that that um it was in the a light. little light album a little light yeah yep. yeah yeah and i just got that i was like oh my flowers join is out yeah. <laughs> yeah 10 minute uh original version floating around on a tape or a mini disc somewhere that was all freestyle for 10 minutes he told us we were tripping whoa <laughs> yeah whoa. yeah yeah I man mean, that uh, was a man yo yeah, yeah. Was, uh, was a, a, was... a little blue we not gonna get a little blue <laughs> 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 All right, all right. We'll 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 circle back on this, but you have the narrative. It's coming out. You said August twentieth. Uh, yes. Just one more time as we wrap. Just tell the people what they can expect on this new record. Um, this new record, me and Mickey Fax, we have banging beats from Knots all the way through. Um, the record features Asher Roth, uh, Fashion, um, Coda the Friend, um, Sairi the Kid. And and Oswin Benjamin, other artists too, man. It's a great album. I mean, it's a great EP, great project. Um, and yeah, cop that. Make sure you guys support, man. Yeah, we gotta we gotta support artists, especially during this time. And we hope to uh, you can get back out on the road in twenty twenty two. Blue, thanks so much for coming on the program, man. We really oh, appreciate man. it. Thank you guys for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, take care, man. Thank you. Be well. You guys hold it down. Peace. peace, peace. All right, so that was our conversation with Blue uh real real thoughtful cat man it's it's a he's a rapper's rapper like he some guys will will be like you know i don't think about this shit i just do this but like he's really thoughtful in his approach i thought it was a, a dope interview yeah he's super cool and um prepping for this made me listen to a lot of his music and like there's just no way to cover the vast amounts of it's prolific um it re recorded material you could like be a full-on hip-hop head and only listen to blue and like have weeks and weeks and months and years of things to listen to I, I, he didn't quite say what i wanted him to say which is totally fine and i i try not to go into the question hoping for a specific answer but he's got these really intriguing band camp like unmastered things that he uses yes. kind of like other yes. artists use mixtapes but like in the like not the actual cassette, but not right, right. quite the like format drama style mixtape, but like, right. And it's, it's not so much about him rapping over other people's beats. It's about like ideas. They're like, they're like uh collages mm, kind of sketches. that I think are so yeah. interesting. And, but it's just, you know, just between his finished records, it's just, it's a lot of music, man. So he's really cool to talk to um our second time having him on i could definitely yes. imagine us having him on again and asking like a completely different set of things just talking about some other stuff and he has a new record coming out at the uh, right. at the end of the month and the 24th called the her favorite color so um yeah. the, the dude is just a very very good rapper and i'm always interested to hear what a very good rapper has to say
Yeah, true, uh, true craftsman, very, very prolific in his output. So we want to thank him for coming on the program. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a good run. If you like the color blue, uh, stay tuned. We have more coming on the dead body wrap pot on that tip. Um, also, if you've ever had blue balls. I'm sorry, that was a very heavy handed <laughs> Heavy handed. Every, every uh, time we just jump into the deep end of the ad read, just like no net, just no. hook your legs in and hope for Let's the go. best. Go Let's off the go. High dive. Absolutely, man. Because support for Dabba Rap Pod is brought to you by Nanscaped, who is the best in <laughs> who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Champions of the world, Nanscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, the Dad Bod listener. You can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DADBOD at manscaped.com. Nate, uh, it's been an interesting uh, run with our, our Manscaped promotion here. We've gotten to learn a lot more about the uh, the ball trimming uh, cinematic universe, as it were. I thought you were going to go with uh, industrial complex. complex. <laughs> that, that actually was it. We've learned a lot more about the ball trimming industrial complex. Um, it's it's a cool. You have to open it's a, cool a private tab if you want the uh, cinematic universe. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, that costs more. I think OnlyFans <laughs> is back, so we'll uh, we'll let you know how, yeah, how that's uh, going. You know. Uh, not only are we inspired by uh, Manscaped's uh, actual product, but their slick packaging design. And yeah. I keep this pamphlet by my desk for moments like this. And it just says, let's get mowing. It's like, come, come on, guys. Yes. Let's, punch in, let's punch in that code. Let's throw <laughs> promo code DadBot in a little box on a little website. Isn't it so exciting when you punch the code in and it, then the math all changes on the I'm form and you, you get your discount? You want that little hit of dopamine? Just do it. Let's get mowing. Yeah, let's let's get mowing. You know what? I, I love this promotion. I, I want to get a deal with Manscaped where we can write some more of this copy. If that was just my job, I think I think we've had some good workshopping here of uh, of some good Manscaped stuff. So like like Nate said, if you want to uh, support your family jewels and support the program, hit up manscaped.com and you can enter code DadBod for 20% off. Nate, that's not the only uh news that we have to share here at the dad bod rap pod for a couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months we've been kind of teasing like oh we have a thing coming up and it, yeah. it's it's coming uh, up we're gonna we're gonna bring the show out into the real world um Crazy. which i'm excited about and have been wanting to do for a long time but obviously for the last year and a half or so there hasn't been so many places to go but uh we're getting flued out yeah man to uh where are we going we're getting flewed out to Boise of all places. Hey, Boise and the hood are always hard. Uh, <laughs> and, and we are going there, not just to uh, sample the potatoes and the, and the great uh, wildlife there, but we are going to be covering tree fort music festival, um, which is coming up in September. I believe it's the, the 22nd through the 25th. Uh, for us, it's to the 24th, but I think it goes through the weekend. But we're, we're going to be there at the beginning of the week. We're going to talk to as many artists as we can. 
Um, there are a couple of artists on the bill we are already acquainted with, uh, namely our patron, Open Mike Eagle, and hey. our favorite rap group, Armin Hammer. Hammer. So looking forward to trying to talk to them. It's always great to interview someone in real, in person, face-to-face. Like yep. Some of our best interviews for the show have occurred that way. We haven't done it that much, but we're looking forward to getting out in the world. Um, I'm not a big music festival person, so to everyone always says, because I am like, you know, this curmudgeonly dude they're like only go if you get vip so i'm, I'm keeping here that we, here it is if you if you if i can go where i want and don't have to be around a lot of people i bet i'd love a music festival because i love yeah. music and i yeah. love people from afar so <laughs> as an idea yes, yes exactly the concept <laughs> of being around a bunch of other music fans for a couple of days sounds pretty interesting and i am doing some restaurant research but if um okay. thank you the, the twitterati have uh recommendations for boise's uh culinary scene uh you know if it's a regional delicacy if it's a really good restaurant if it's a kind of ethnic cuisine that's not widely available though i'm not expecting that necessarily um let's let's uh hit up the dm or just hit us up on twitter or instagram at dadbod rap pod we're interested in what you guys have to say i think we hinted around this a little bit when we were talking to boom bab project last week and we're like yeah what up with, what up with uh boise mm, boise like, what what can you tell us uh, <laughs> 15 years ago for one night so and they were know. like uh it was cool you know what I, I i heard in my little bit of research is that boise has a, a little havana so i i'm not quite sure uh what Very that all, what that all entails so we'll definitely have to check that out so we're we're excited to get there to uh, cover Tree Fort Music Festival. Shout out to Tree Fort for bringing us out uh, to the festival. Um, there's a like Nate mentioned. There's um, some big time rap acts on the bill, but there's just so many artists. A lot of uh, indie, folk, electronic um, acts. So Nate is actually glowing right now at the opportunity. Uh, Nate, this might be the opportunity. For us to do that show that I've been hating on since we the, promised. the we genesis promised of one day we'd be able to talk about non-rap music. I just yeah. said, gave a list of about 25 artists I would be interested in talking to because I like their music and I like their vibe and they're going to be at this festival. So we'll uh, we'll play that a little close to the vest for now. But I think um, yeah. in October and probably around that time, you'll see a series of kind of... Um, episodes built around the interviews that we're able to capture there so um, yep. this is kind of our first uh business trip as hey. a show i'm looking forward to hanging out with you guys and seeing some music and meeting some new people so um yeah pretty cool thing for us i'm, I'm excited about this yeah i'm excited too um also if anyone has tips on um how cold it is is it in boise i need i'm I, as a californian who feels like 60 degrees is like freaking the icy tundra I, I just need to understand so I can uh, dress appropriately. So, I feel like it's going to be like Native American late summer, as they used okay. to call it. Um, okay. And it will be like shorts and, you know, tank top weather. I don't know, though. Late okay. September Boise. We'll, we have to like get an almanac or something. <laughs> I'm going to go to the to the uh, cupboard here and pull out yield <laughs> our almanac of Boise. So we're, we're excited about it. Uh, you know, if you're so inclined and you want to... Uh, come out to a, a music festival with some really forward thinking acts uh check out the tree fort music festival um you can check out the dad bod rap pod on twitter at dad bod rap pod and on instagram at dad bod rap pod we are part of the stony island podcast network shout out to all the other homies on the network as well as our 
patron uh, Saint Open Mike Eagle. We do episodes every Thursday, except for the third week of September, because we'll be in Boise. We're not going to we'll drop be it on episode. an airplane when we should be editing. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that week, I want to encourage you to go back into the Dad Bar Rap Pod files, find erroneous things that I've said, and then tag <laughs> Nate and just be like, um, I think Damone, when he said this, he was, uh, yes. So that is your homework for the third week of uh, September while we're out in Boise. But we're going to be coming back with a, a slew of content. That will be our first week off, like legit week off. In this calendar year in and probably year. since last. I don't actually don't think we ended up taking a break at the holidays last year because we had nope. the Latirix thing and like all this exciting stuff happened towards the holidays. So I don't think yep. we've had a week off since last summer damn so we took a random august week off last summer as well i'll be calling a cal osha to uh to report (laughs) nate's abusive labor practices but we're going to enjoy uh some time in boise and uh we'll be coming back the following week uh with more dad by rap pod so in any event we appreciate y'all for tuning in and we will be back next week with another hot episode of the dad bod rap pod I saw the thunder and heard the